this Champions League match day two edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick him in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Martin Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, the 1st of October, and we are here to have a little look back over a, uh, honestly, quite bonkers weekend of Premier League action. Um, and we're going to look at the Champions League. Champions League match day two takes place. Um, on Tuesday and Wednesday. There is a Premier League match on Tuesday night as well, so we've got that look after. Joining me is Mr Barry Penaluna. Barry, have you, you've cut your hair, you've shaved your beard, you look like a snooker ball. Yeah, it's all, um, it was all getting a little bit, you know, a bit, bit too irritating. Um, and I shaved the head first because that was like a tennis ball. Um, yeah. And then I came down with just the beard left and shaved my head. Um, and the wife and kids laughed and said, you can't walk around like that. So I shaved the rest off. Um, <laughs> to be fair, um, it does look a mess. Like when I get a full beard, um, I used to have a lovely ginger beard. And now it goes all funny shades of brown, ginger, yeah. gray. Is such bit a thing as a lovely ginger beard? <laughs> Ad's asking, guess what he's having for tea? I'm hoping it's bangers and mash. It's got to be bangers and mash. Minus 1,000 bangers and mash. Um <laughs> Because you you had live you ate bangers and mash live, live this afternoon on the NFL and the NFL pre-game show this afternoon. Um, we done all right on the NFL, didn't we? Um, yeah, we had a fun day because Sean and Ryan said we could do a little live NFL pre-game for the Jags and Falcons this afternoon. So we did, and lots of people came and joined us. It was good fun, wasn't it? And yeah, Andrew, Andrew and Dylan came on and had a bit crack. Um, and actually, yeah, we picked some winners. Uh, the Jags and the under parlay, the Atlanta team total, Jags on the handicap. Um, the only thing that missed really were the, the stupid first touchdown props that we threw yeah. out, like 66 to one shots and that. But yeah, we've done all right. Like, Yeah, I hit some player props, two out of three. Um, I hit the unders. And as you say, a first down touchdown, uh, first touchdown scores didn't come in. But um, other than that, good afternoon on the, the NFL. Got a few things going on. Yes. Uh, we are five two players, Baz, is what we are. We're multi, we're a multi threat to the books. Oh, um, who's here? Slip rings. Um, it's what? Now, we will be back for the pre game show next week, um, 2 p.m. UK yes. time. Um, whatever time, nine o'clock over on the Eastern time. So yeah, we'll be doing that again for the next couple of UK games. So I think it's the next three uh, Sundays in a row. Well, 
three Sundays in a row, so the next two Sundays we'll be back. So, yeah, anyone who likes a bit of NFL, join us for that. Um, it's all on our YouTube, so make sure you're subscribed. Um, and yeah, yeah, fun and games, that was good. Um, yeah, usual, like you say, Sunday night, a little bit quieter in the chat because everyone is um, either spending a bit of time with their families or more than likely more DJ activity watching uh, the NFL. But Slick Rick's here, he was first in. Um, and yeah, he still uh, hasn't told us. He well. needs to confirm that it was bangers and match. Yeah, exactly. He's teased us with what he is having for tea, and then he hasn't actually confirmed what he's having for tea. I'll tell you what's uh, really good, Baz. VAR, that's really good, isn't it? <laughs> what do you think of that? Oh. <laughs> what, what an introduction to the game VAR was, eh? Um, oh, brilliant, that. It's, done. It's, it's good how it's just like removed all the controversy from the game, do you know what I mean? We yeah. now get every decision right, um, never any issues. Um, you know, exactly what it was brought in to do. It's been, it's been lovely. Um, Absolutely. I mean, yesterday was a mad old day, really. First, it was a busy day because there was a full-on eight games, I think, yesterday, um, where normally you get like three, three o'clock kickoffs or whatever. Um, so it was a mad day in two parts for me. Um, a, the actual football, and then B, the picks. So I, need, I think I need to pull the day apart in in sort of two in two parts because the two things didn't reflect each other at all. Um, so the actual football was great um, for me it was it was like an all time match of the day last night it was like my greatest hits I felt like it was like a little montage of things that played before my funeral or something because I put match of the day on and it's like oh he has um, he has Liverpool getting beat brilliant in unfortunate circumstances brilliant with two men sent off brilliant and a shocking VAR decision brilliant with a 96 minute own goal it was like I'd wrote it it was like a script I would have written. Um, and then that finished. And it was like, oh, next up, he has Man United getting beat. I was like, oh, come on then. Uh, next up, he has Everton getting beat. I can hell. Like, you go down to the channels in the 900s on my telly and I won't find anything exciting as that match of the day. And then they threw in a little Newcastle win, you know, just to keep keep us honest. Uh, oh, and he has Manchester City getting beat. So, yeah, um, the football was just insane. We can come to a few of the important games in a little while. But then the second part was the picks because I struggled. I keep doing this thing now, Baz, of struggling early and clawing it back late. And that's not very good for your mental health. You want to be in front on the Saturday and then you're playing with house money. Um, But I started with a winner in the lunchtime game, so I was smelling myself a little bit. And then it all went absolutely ticked up. I got six out of six wrong. Um, Even though we wanted to fade Brighton, like the process I thought was all right, um, wanted to fade Brighton, tick. Wanted to fade Man United, tick. Wanted to fade Everton, tick. Happy to fade Liverpool, tick. I've been on Wolves all season, tick. Like, everything, my instincts were all good. Couldn't pick a winner. You messaged me saying, your picks have been shit today, which instantly makes us feel a load better. Um, so I celebrated <laughs> that Tottenham winner going in in the pub for several reasons. And then today, uh, dragged myself out of the shit with the old 1-1 one, one of the week bars, put myself back over the finishing line and puffing again. So uh, just about got away with it. But um, how was you? You did. I, th- I imagine you enjoyed all the silliness, but you also picked a few winners. Yeah, I had a better day Saturday. Um, started strong. Um, Villa team total. Two goals. Um, 
15 minutes, that was done, tick. Um, and I got straight on um, at that point, 2-0, that had cashed. So I went on the ladder. So I took Villa 4, 5 and 6 um, and had an absolute blinder on that one. Got up to 22-1 to for the six goals in play. Wow. Um, afternoon, I had the handicap for West Ham, had the handicap for Arsenal, both cruised in really. Um, and then finished strongly. Um, sort of system play for me at the moment on Liverpool games is to back the opposition to score in the first half. Yeah, uh, Spurs went in probably half an hour in or something like that. So a nice easy cash again. And I also had Spurs like you as my underdog pick of the week. Um, so yeah, re- good day yesterday. I had Forest today and probably didn't really deserve anything more than I got. Um, but happy for you to cash your one-one of the week. Uh, See McPhillis now for that. I know um, Patrick. Had said he'd back the one-one, he'd back the under two and a half, he'd back the both teams to score, he'd, he'd back every part of that one-one. Yeah, um, he went all, all in. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll start that Tottenham Liverpool game. I didn't. I gave throughout four bets on that, Baz. I've got the box off here. So Tottenham to win, both teams to score in the first half. The first half goals over four and a, over one and a half, and then the actual pick, which was the Tottenham team total. So I did land all four of them on the Tottenham game. If you want to add all them, but. I mean, where do you start with this? Do we, I mean, we have to talk about it because if people listen to this podcast and we don't talk about it, they'll think, why did I talk? But A, it was fucking hilarious. Objectively, it was hilarious. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that was one of the funniest things I've seen for years for all sorts of different reasons. But also, I mean, what the hell? Like, um, yeah, talk us through it, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I remember Liverpool. F- for me... I didn't have a problem with the Curtis Jones red card. Um, I, see I, thought Liverpool, I, I see why Liverpool don't like it. Um, there's loads of people that don't know the rules, so it's like, oh, he didn't mean to go over the ball, or he's touched the ball, so it can't be a red card. That's bollocks. It's endangering an opponent. Did you endanger an opponent? And he did because he's he was too high, and he only touches the top of the ball because he's too high. His foot should have been low. If he was trying to win the ball... His foot wouldn't be that high up, so it it was dangerous. It was it was borderline, but once it's given, well, I suppose the question mark is it wasn't given. Um, so then, was there enough to send him to the screen? Um, I think that's probably the controversy around it for me. If the ref had give the red card, then then kept it, then then fine. Um, but for me, the, the red cards I didn't have a massive issue with. Um, so Liverpool fans coming out and saying it's a conspiracy. They, they, I I don't like any of this from any fans to say it's a conspiracy, it's corruption, uh, they've got it in for us. Because every fan thinks the referees and the VARs have got it in for their team. Yeah, every do, fan yeah. thinks that. Um, they're just not very good at what they do, uh, is the problem. Uh, but that offside was just one of the most bizarre things I've seen. Because in real time, he scores, flag goes up, and at the very first glance they show you, you're sitting at home and you think, oh, he's onside, let's go, lad. Um and then in the blink of an eye, the game's restarted. We haven't seen any lines. We haven't saw anything at all. Just crack on. And I was like, eh. And the commentators didn't talk about it much at the time either. They just seemed to get on with it until half time, where they started to look at it. And they showed you it again at half time. And they're just thinking, hold on, this can't be right. <laughs> yeah. Why haven't they shown us the picture with the lines? Why? And then you knew it was wrong. And you knew after the game there was going to be something coming out. Um, 
And the first statement was just, uh, there's been a human error. That goal should have been disallowed, uh, should have been allowed and wasn't because the VAR failed to intervene. Um, and at that point, everyone's thinking they just haven't checked it. They didn't bother drawing the lines. They didn't look at it. And then they've came out with a new story, um, yeah. which just doesn't add up to me, to say the VAR thought the goal was given, so he checked it. He put the lines on. He said, yep, he's onside, and said, check complete, on you go. And that doesn't add up to me, like because there's not just one man in a box looking at this video. There's two, three, four of them, whatever there is. Um, and at the point where he sees them taking a free kick, Say, hold on, hold on. No, no, I said it was a goal. Um, and even if they yeah. take that free kick, I've seen people saying, once the free kick is taken, you can't bring it back. That's bollocks, surely. Because that's a, a, it's a better situation to correct the wrong than just to ignore it and sit there all embarrassed. Someone pointed out on Twitter, there was a game when VAR first came in where the full-time whistle had gone and they brought players back on the pitch for a penalty. So yeah. I don't believe for a second once uh, another action has taken place, they couldn't have brought it back. Well, if that is the case, then that's stupid and they probably will change it in future because they could have waited. In that next minute after that had all happened, nothing significant happened in the game. That would have meant it would have been an absolute disaster if they brought it back and went, oh, hold on, we've, we've fucked up here. Yeah? Um, but it was so clear. Yeah, and said, this is what's happened, but we'd rather get it right than... Well, scrub the last minute of nothing. Probably would stand there and say, fair enough. It's a good yeah. like Because you don't want to win like that. And Spurs fans, I could see, were really unhappy last night because um, it sort of pissed on their bonfire a little bit because they should have been buzzing about the result. Um, but all they say on Twitter is it's a fraud, it's a conspiracy, it's a fix. And it was just shocking because it was a simple one for the VAR to get right. There was no subjectiveness in it. It's not just someone's opinion. It was a straightforward, right, this goal's been disallowed. We need to check it, draw a line, yep, he's onside. That's it, simple, really straightforward. There's nothing complicated. There's no other phases of play to check or anything. Um, so I can understand entirely why Liverpool fans are, are pissed off. Um, I'm sure Liverpool understand why most other fans found it pretty funny that they were on the end of it. Um, I mean, because, you know, we've been on the wrong end of some late goals from Liverpool. Um, so I, I ain't got tons of sympathy. But I have, in a way, but, but as I say, the, the, what happened was a shambles um, and it's harsh. But um, does it mean they would have got a point from the game? Does it mean they wouldn't have ended up with 10 men? Who knows? Like, well, They already had 10 men at that point. Um, the whole game changes, so you've no idea how it goes. Uh, and the other thing to say, Malcolm, is if we didn't have VAR, that goal isn't given anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. You can say get rid of VAR, but that wouldn't have changed the situation. The referees, the engine's flag went up. He was offside. Um, Vaugh should have had the opportunity to make it a goal, but if it wasn't there, Vaugh doesn't change the situation for um, for Liverpool. Um, what yeah, I, I agree. With, before, we, before we jump on, um, this is going to surprise you because, as you know, I've been itching to get Klopp on the tit list. Um, yes. and I actually thought Klopp took it really well. Yeah, um, he did. He didn't go berserk, which he should have done, or which I would have expected him to do. Um, and he was quite sort of pragmatic about it in terms of like, it's happened. I will get an apology. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't give us anything. Like, 
no point asking me for comments because I'll get fined. And I thought actually Klopp dealt with it really, really well. Um, so I'm going to give him credit because I don't often do that because I do think he's a tit. He hasn't made the tit list yet, and he stays off for another week because um, it was uh, he, he did take it well. I thought. I thought it was a bit easier for him because he he almost had time to mourn it and process it and get over it because that was sort of happened. He had an hour to, to sort of deal with it. Didn't happen late in the game, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, but I agree with you. He stays off remarkably for another week. Anyone riding over one and a half weeks, the t- uh, club didn't go on the tit list. Uh, if you've got up the ladder, you've made it to week eight, which is remarkable. Um, there's some good chat in the uh, the comments here. Jabby Tron, um, who is a Sociedad fan, I don't know if he's in Spain or not, a real Sociedad fan, uh, asking about Derby, who he thinks is the best Derby. Um, and talking about Arsenal, Tottenham in the Prem, uh, Jonathan Pearson here throwing out Celtic Rangers. Um, I've got a possible new feature, Baz, talking about Celtic Rangers, and it was came from um, watching Lascelles and Dummett last week play for Newcastle. And I think we've kind of floated this before, I think, once, which were who were the most Celtic and Rangers players that are playing in the Premier League? So, and they signed for Rangers and Celtic. You think, we, oh, yeah, um, absolute sense. It, it was John Lundstrom, wasn't it, when it came up? Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. United to but, Rangers, and you said he was a typical Scottish signing. Celtic and Rangers. Signing. Yeah, why, like, Paul Dummett's not going to play for Rangers for the next four years at left-back and win loads of trophies in that. And Lascelles. Lascelles looks more like a Celtic centre-half to me. Him and... Uh, the other, the one from Brighton, the other big clumsy one from Brighton who went up there. But yeah, Matt Ritchie would be another one. Just a yeah. definite, yeah, he'd get nine goals and 17 assists for Rangers and win like nine trophies in the next two years or something. Um, so yeah, there you go. We'll have a little uh, dance around the rest of the Premier League before we get into our uh, Champions League picks. I'll tell you first about game time. Um, game time are taking the stress out of the buying ticket process, which, as everyone knows, is an absolute nightmare. Um, game time is the fastest and easiest way uh, for you to get tickets for sport, music, comedy, um, theatre, anything like that that you want to go and see. Uh, flash deals, last-minute tickets, you get images of your seat. Um, so you can forget planning months in advance. Game time has got the deals on the tickets right up to the day of the event. Um, and the game time guarantee credit to 110% of the difference um, if you find tickets in the same section and draw for less. Uh, the thing to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off, download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed, and also uh, Underdog Fantasy, a way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long. Win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. From now until October the 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of the first deposits up to $500. Um, that's two million in prizes all season. 100,000 this week, 10 people winning 10 k each. And so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog Fantasy. Um, get that first deposit matched up to 500 bucks. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Um, where do you want to go, Baz? Man City getting beat. What was all that about? Uh, yeah, that was one of my losers for this weekend. I said to you yesterday, like, well, I said to someone yesterday, I lost on the Lev- Everton game. Uh, I lost on the Man United game. And neither of them came as, you know, massive shocks to me. There was no, 
No, you weren't like, oh, how how did that happen? Because um, Everton are capable of losing to anyone, and, and as of Man United at the moment, uh, Man City game, I just didn't see that coming from anywhere because Wolves hadn't shown us any sign of hope, um, and Man City That's simply not too bad. I told you how good Wolves were every week. <laughs> so you backed them this week? No, no. I took Man City on a handicap. Um, yeah, I just didn't see that coming, but um, yeah, puts a bit of a um. Bit of a spanner in the works for Man City. Two two defeats in a row, lost to Newcastle. Um, just puts a little bit of doubt where everything just seemed to be so smooth for them for the start of the season. Um, they're now, you know, they're, they're no longer unbeatable. Um, where a couple of weeks ago, that's how they were looking. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Uh, Man United getting beat. Another one. Where like, like I said to you, I feel like... I had all these teams pegged properly and got all the picks wrong because we just know that's the sort of home game. Even though that's shite, that's the sort of home game Man you go and win. But actually, for once, they got what they deserved for being shite, which was beating its open Crystal Palace. And again, I just see nothing from Ten Hag. I see nothing from their star players. Um, Casemiro was wandering around just like an old codger in the middle of the park. Um they're just in a rival mess. Ireland looks quite lively, I'll give him that. Uh, I saw a couple of people saying Man United haven't had a number nine, a traditional number nine for such a long time, um, that it's going to take a little while to integrate him, which kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, they, they, I mean, what, seven goals now in seven games? The worst start for donkeys years. And it, but again, it, for them, it's the process. I don't know. I've said this, I'm boring myself. I've said this a lot of times. I don't know what they're trying to achieve. What's the... What's their identity like? It's just horrible. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, did, it just didn't come as a surprise. And by all accounts, they didn't really, they didn't get anything they didn't deserve. So they didn't really create much. Um, one of the one of the tits on the tit list, Mark Goldbridge. I always enjoy when Man City, Man United have a bad game. Going back and watching his YouTube, watching. Oh, I haven't done that yet. You see his reaction. So it's always worth looking at the. Uh, the reaction when they concede a goal or also his full-time reaction. He didn't hang around for long at full-time. He spat his dummy out and went away with it. <laughs> oh, what a tit. I'm glad he's on the tit list. Like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've just written that down because, uh, you see, I was having so much fun yesterday watching Match of the Day nine times that I do I didn't have time to catch up with Goldbridge. So I've I've written that down, Baz. That's on my notes. I'll do that straight after this. Um, Everton getting beaten. I mean, like, we could talk about this all night. What a great day. Uh, I mean... And that is a shocking result for for Everton. It's a, well done to Luton, um, the first promoted club to win a game. Uh, Sheffield United have completely fallen in a hole. Burnley still not sure. We'll talk about them in a minute. Um, but Luton did get the win. This should have been a great spot for Everton. They won away from home. They scored some goals. They get a probably the worst team in the league to back it up with at home, and they go and get beat again. Like and deservedly as well. So well, I thought I don't know what to do with Evan at this point either. I was happy to happy to fade them, but I love it. Jordan Pickford, by the way, when the first goal went in, was in his goal again. He enjoys <laughs> I pointed out he's very often to be found in his goal. And sure enough, he was stood in the bottom corner. Uh while Tom Lock yeah, tackled the ball in for the first one. Yeah, I mean I'd Everton game. I, I went for the over two and a half, so I actually done all right. Um, I just said earlier, 
I lost on the Everton game. I didn't because I didn't take Everton. I took um, I took, took over, over two and a half. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking. I had in my head. I'm thinking. I'm sure I didn't. Um, I had more than four winners. Yes, I had five out of the eight yesterday, um, plus Spurs as a as a bonus pick on the um, the underdogs. But yeah, I, I I felt Luton would score, but I thought Everton would do more. Um, as you say, it's a shocking result um, and puts them right back to where they were, circling the drain. Very much circling the drain. Um, I mean, not watch out. Arsenal was incredibly comfortable. Newcastle was comfortable. Arsenal, Arsenal. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I've got Bukayo Saka in my fantasy football league. Um, and he was the doubt this week. So a lot of people transferred him out and I kept him because I thought yep. he's definitely going to start. Um, scores early on, good. They get a penalty. Saka's that penalty taker. Uh, he hands <laughs> it over, hands it to Odegaard. Um, I think, all right, brilliant. He's done that before, so not a massive surprise. Um, next penalty, picks the ball up, stands on the spot. Um, thought, oh, well, this will do. And then Odegaard comes over and asks him if he wants to give it to Havertz. Um, that's bollocks. I mean, giving it to Odegaard's fine because Odegaard's got a good record from the spot and all that. Um, but giving it to Havertz to give him his first Arsenal goal, bless him, like, because he can't score from open play. Um, let's gift him one. Um, yeah, it cost me. Should have had a hat trick yesterday, Saka. That would have been nice for my fantasy football. Uh, so I don't I even want to talk about that. I started, we haven't, with a game we haven't mentioned, uh, Matty Cash assist and Ollie Watkins hat trick. And I thought, here we go. Um, you have and Watkins. then I checked my team, almost everyone else did bits. And I checked my team, I've still got 35 fewer points than everybody else. There's someone yeah. in our league, in the in the podcast league. It was on 112 points yesterday. I think that's and I thought I'd been all right with 50. Yeah, I think that's Ewan who's in another league with me um, from up in Newcastle. Um, I thought I'd done okay yesterday. I had Matty Cash. I had Alvarez score. Saka scored. Um, I had bits and pieces all over the place. And then looked last night and I was like, holy shit, everybody else has got 70s and 80s and I'm sitting here on 40. Um, so, yeah, garbage. Yeah, absolute garbage. Uh, Zabitron in the chat. Um, don't know if he's 100% familiar that we're Newcastle fans. So they're, tra- they're having a bit of a conversation about oil money and trying yeah. to get a sensible answer out of us. You've got absolutely no chance, unfortunately. Uh, our hands are tied. I don't know what you expect us to do. Um, so, yeah, going back to that game then, Aston Villa 6, Brighton 1. Um, we had, we've had Brighton down as frauds, Baz. Um, I think we can take a victory lap here because we did just say if you just keep fading them every I mean Villa this week was 6-4 to four. they weren't going to make you rich but you see you tag that on to the 5-1 to one West Ham and the 12-1 to one AK Athens and you'll make money back in this Brighton team I looked at the start line up again um, and I still don't get it they will play well in spells because they seem to be really well coached and they're going to go and beat some teams but they're, they're absolutely going to have this in them, Baz. Like, I don't know how to handicap them going forward, whether or not I'm just going to blindly fade them every week. Yeah, I mean, someone contacted me on uh, TikTok yesterday to say uh, he's enjoying the podcast. We've got more, loads more people this week, feedback, saying they're enjoying what we're putting out. Uh, but also said um, he, he listened to or took on board the Brighton aspect and faded them. Um, and I'd said to him, it's... There's no hatred of Brighton here. I just think the bookies are a little bit short on them every week. Um, and there's value on the other side of it because they've won a lot of games. Um, you know, you're not going to cash it every week, but you get some good players opposing them. And they've yet to keep a clean sheet. They're very vulnerable at the back. 
Um, yeah. And we talked about how they're capable of having big games like this where the ship loads of goals. Newcastle put a load past them. Everton had that big score last season. And we've already seen it happen twice this year. Who was it? Beat them not a few weeks ago? West Ham. West Ham. Did they beat them three or four? Three, I one, I think. Or three nil. Yeah, so they're always capable of conceding a significant number of goals. Um, I mean, you don't usually expect them to concede six. Um, but Villa going and beating Brighton wasn't a massive surprise. I mean, they've conceded 14 goals so far. Um, there's only the bottom three teams in the league have conceded less. Uh, sorry, more goals than, than Brighton. Um, but as I say, I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing Brighton every week because they're still in very good form. They're a nice team to watch. They're sitting in seventh. Um, yeah. But I just it's purely a value thing, I think, at the moment. There are ways of making money opposing them, whether that's for other teams to score goals um, or other teams to win and, and, and taking the chances. at big prices, like you say, some of those those odds on odds where they have lost have been really, really nice prices. Because that is about the eighth example now of that from going back last year when you got Everton, say I got them against Forest, and then you've had the Athens game, the Newcastle game where you humped them. Because they don't just get beat the case, they get absolutely smashed as well. Like, um, So if you, you, I mean, betting them even on the handicap like would be another thing. So you went up the ladder at the weekend. Because they're not going to stop playing. If they go 3-0 down or 3-1, they're not going to think, oh, let's limit the damage here. They're just going to start fannying about all over again and let you go four, five, six, or whatever. Um, right, okay, we've got one Premier League game we'll tackle first before we get into the Champions League for the week. Um, I'm sure uh, Javi Tron wants a bit of Sociedad chat, so we'll cast, cast our eye over that. Um, have you made a pick in the Sociedad, Sociedad game, Malcolm? I haven't, but I'm going to have a look now. You're I picked them to. last I time, I think. <laughs> I think I picked them to beat Lons last time and they fucked it up. Well, that might have been Sevilla, uh, one or the other. Um but anyway, Hall of Fame bets helping you win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Uh, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame bets. Parlay optimizer too. You'll get things like hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities for the parlay. You can sort players by hit rates. Um, so stop betting in the dark and join 30,000 users researching the Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Um, start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Right, so we'll start in the Premier League, Baz. Um, there's a game on Tuesday night, and this game is the one that was called off uh, week two. In the Premier League, it's uh, Luton Town against Burnley. It was uh, when Luton Stadium wasn't quite ready um, at the start of the season. So it's been pushed back a couple of weeks and the game will take place on Tuesday night. Luton are the 7-4 favourites, plus 175. The draw is 21-10 and Burnley are 17-10, plus 170. So uh, Luton... Got that win, it's Everton. Uh, brilliant for them, really pleased. Deserved as well, I think. Um, it will have done absolute wonders for their confidence, uh, Luton. And yeah, they played okay, they stuck to their system. The week before against Wolves, they'd caused Wolves all sorts of problems as well. Um, game finished 1-1. They never really looked like scoring, Luton, but they, in the first half, 
It was absolutely mayhem. They did. They battered Wolves. Uh, Burnley, obviously, a team I saw in person yesterday. Um, so I got a good look at them. And I thought they played okay. It was hard. Simmons came in the pub and said, by the way, I think they're shite. He says that every week, we pointed out. It doesn't matter who we're playing. Um, and I said to him, I thought they played okay. I said, if, if they had Callum Wilson playing up top, they'd have scored some goals. And he said, well, yeah, but they haven't. And kind of, in a nutshell, is what the problem with Burnley is. Because they weren't okay. In fact, even my dad was getting a bit twitchy. He does like, oh, doing like this, they're playing. And I said, dad, we'll catch them in a minute. I said, the, the, the way they play is admirable. It's good, but... They haven't got the quality to be able to pull it off. I said, we'll get them in a minute. And honestly, within three or four minutes, Trippy had nicked it off. Uh, Ramsey was, it was funny and about. Um, and it's 1-0. And then the second goal, they, they made one chance. They should have scored early on. Um, and after that, they never looked like scoring at all. So it's one of those, do you put a bit of stock in the fact that Burnley are a nice-looking football team? Or do you put stock in the fact that even though they're a nice-looking football team, they keep getting beat. Look at the Man United game last week. Um, and they, they still haven't managed to get a win on the board. I am, I don't think this will suit Burnley. Having watched them yesterday and knowing that Luton have got a chance to go back-to-back, -back, this is a good spot for Luton. Tails up. Um, confidence at a high. Points in the bag at the weekend. I'm going to take Luton to go back-to-back -back here. I think they can get the win. Set pieces and stuff, honestly. If Carlton Morris played for Burnley, are you laughing because you picked Burnley, aren't you? I can say already. If Carlton Morris played for Burnley, the scores to be out of here. Baz, I can't see them scoring a goal. Luton defend properly. Uh, they're going to cause Burnley problems. They're a little bit soft, Baz. Burnley, they're a little bit soft. I saw that yesterday. I think Luton can turn them over. And now you can make the case for the opposition, Barry. You're on mute, Baz. You're on mute. Come on, Bozo. Doesn't happen often, but there we go. You can have that one. Um, I mean, what you said there about Burnley was exactly what I said last week when we talked about Burnley. When I said, I do like what they're doing. I do think there's some positives there. I think this, I still think they could be okay. Um, but what they are lacking is that striker. They, they, they are desperate for the striker. Um, I... I they're sitting on one point, but but if you look at the games, how many points do you think they expected to get from Man City, Villa, Spurs, Man United, Newcastle? Five of the six games against five, you know, of the top sides in the league this year. Uh, you know, they, they they would have wanted more than a point, um, and they were really. Let's be honest, they should have had the the three points against Forest in the other game. Um, I just. I've been sympathetic towards Burnley so far. I've given them a chance based on those those fixtures. Um, as I say, they let me down against Forest because I took them in that one and they were quite unlucky, I thought. Um, obviously, one point from six is a concern, but they really need to turn a corner now. There's no more excuses for Burnley. Um, the fixtures swing for them a bit. They've got this one. They've got Chelsea, uh, Brentford, Bournemouth. Some winnable games there, some games where they've got to get points. Um, now, if they don't get anything from this one, for example, I think things could unravel very, very quickly for them because it's momentum, isn't it? Um, it's a big monkey off Luton's back 
to to get that win against Everton because um, everyone was writing Luton off and saying they're going to end up on no points, they're going to win nothing, they're not going to win a game and all of this lot. Um, so all that talk goes away. Uh, it still hangs around with Burnley until they get their first win. Same with Sheffield United. Um, there's obviously head, head form from these two because they were in the same division last year. Two games last year, Burnley won the away leg 1-0 um, and they drew 1-1 at home. So Luton haven't beaten Burnley in the last two occasions. Unders has definitely got potential, 8-11, to for under 2.5 goals. I wouldn't talk anyone out of that one. Um, But I'm giving Burnley another chance here. I'm going to take Burnley on the money line at 17-10. And it's just (laughs) because I'm not quite ready to give up on Burnley yet. Um, If they go and blow this one... um, then I, then I then I'm out on Burnley. It's it's the last chance saloon from a betting point of view for me on Burnley. But I okay. think Burnley will nick this one. Um, is it with huge confidence? No. Um, but if they can't win this, I, I think they're, they're doomed. That they're, they're going to struggle. Um, okay, so that was a complete waste of everybody's time for eight minutes. No problem. Um, yeah, back the draw if you've got any sense, everybody. Um, Champions League. Uh, I have had a look around but it's a game we haven't really talked about um, we haven't talked to each other about what we've picked I've had a look around I've made four picks spars over the two nights um, I've included the Newcastle game for obvious reasons um, I've made three others the first pick we're going to throw out though we've got a listener pick here uh, so the Tuesday night game between FC Salzburg and Real Sociedad Xabi uh, Tron it was now our Sociedad correspondent He's been officially on the payroll for the last three minutes. Um, it's a 2-1 win for Sociedad is the answer, uh, apparently, and that is a price of 9-1. to one. Uh, So that's the first pick we're going to give out tonight. Um, <coughs> I will start on Tuesday. Before you move on, Sorry? I just had a quick look at that one when he told us okay. he was a Sociedad fan. Um, both teams had good results in the first game. Salzburg, probably the result of the round, 2-0 win against Benfica. Although Benfica were down to 10 men after 13 minutes. Um, Sociedad, unlucky, they were 1-0 up until the 89th minute or something against Inter Milan. Finished 1-1, but still a really solid result for Sociedad. Um, first thing that stood out to me looking at them was goals. So I like his pick a 2-1, because uh, over 2.5 goals is at evens. I think that looks good. Salzburg have just won their last two games, 4-0. Um, as I say, they put a couple past Benfica, who were a good side. Um, and Sociedad have been in good scoring form. They've scored eight in the last three games in the league. Um, and they've got, you know, a few times they've, they've scored over two and a half, uh, over two goals themselves. So, yeah, over 2.5 goals in that Sociedad game would be my pick. But, yeah, Zabitron, with his, betting with his heart, is going for Sociedad to win. <laughs> yeah, there might be a little bit of that when we come to the Newcastle match in a minute. But, um, so that's the early game on Tuesday, one of the two early games. Um which is a 5.45, um, 12.45 Eastern time kickoff. The second of those two early games, Bart, is going to be my first pick. And that is uh, Union Berlin against Braga. Uh, Union are 9-10, minus 1-11. The draw is 13-5, plus 260. And Braga are sitting at 3-1. So uh, Union Berlin got chinned 1-0 last time in Madrid. Uh, 94th minute Jude Bellingham goal. Um, they haven't had a great start in the Bundesliga. They've uh, they've won two and lost four. They've actually lost four in a row uh, and only scored one goal in these. I can see, Baz, a bit of a comparison with Newcastle in Berlin. 
as in it's the first time in the competition. I think it's their, it's their first time ever. It's obviously our first time in a generation. Quite a small squad, or what was quite a small squad. Um, and if kind of found it hard going in the last few weeks, but with Newcastle have turned it round, Berlin haven't quite had a chance, but I think they will. Um, they're really good at home last year. They won 11, drew six, and did not lose at home in their 17 league games. And I will, I do think they'll find the form. Like you say, I'm seeing a bit of a, a comp with Newcastle. There's no reason why they won't find the form. Um, Braga lost 2-1 at home in Napoli last time. They're fifth in the Portuguese league. Um, but there's a, a, a big part of my handicap is a fade of that league, really. And I've, I've done a couple of the games like this, actually. Loads of goals in their games um, against weak opposition. They haven't really played any of the big boys yet. Their goals this season, Baz, total goals in the games, 3-6-2-5-4-5-6. So there's four and a half goals in their games on average. Um, over two and a half goals here is even money. I think it's too big. I think Berlin will be better at home. Any sort of this mid, mid-level mid Portuguese team is a little bit of a drop-off from a Bundesliga opposition. So I think uh, Union can find a little bit of form. Prague will make a game of it. I think Union might touch him off 2-1 or something. Uh, but the pick is going to be even money for over two and a half goals, Barry. I thought you were going somewhere different with that because um, I've gone slightly different to you. Um, I, I just feel like the, the bubbles burst a bit with Union Berlin. Um, obviously, had a cracking season last, last season. That's exactly what that people crack- were saying about Newcastle two weeks ago, but uh, Newcastle didn't lose five games in a row, um, and they've scored only one game in the last one goal in the last five. Union Berlin, um, that's, that's got to be a concern because they're not even playing some of the best sides in Germany in those results. They've lost to Heidenheim, Hoffenheim, uh, Wolfsburg, <laughs> Leipzig, or, or a good side. Um, all the Heims, Baz, have they lost? All, all the Heims have beat them yet. Um, I mean, they started the season well, back-to-back 4-1 wins, but it's unravelled a bit since. The first round of games, really solid. They're really unlucky. Um, or, or were they? they? They lost 1-0 to Real Madrid in the 94th minute, uh, that Bellingham goal. Uh, but Real Madrid, it was one-way traffic. Union didn't register a single shot on target. Real Madrid had about uh, 10, I think, in that game. Um, Braga also lost their first game. But that was against Napoli, so again, good side. So no disgrace for either of them in the first round games. Um, but Braga have been in good scoring form, as you say. They've scored four in each of the last two. They haven't failed to score in 12 consecutive games. And although you say the Portuguese game, league is is at a lower level, they scored against Napoli. And the sport, you know, they have played Sporting in the league, who are one of the, the better sides. They scored against them. Um, and Union haven't kept a clean sheet for seven games now. So I agree there'll be goals. Um, I don't mind the over two and a half at all. Um, both teams to score would possibly appeal for me, which fits into your narrative as well. Both teams to score at four to five, minus 125. Um, but I just had a slight lean towards Braga here, despite Union no, being no. the home team. If I was looking for a, a simple pick at, at around evens, then both teams to score would be where I would go with this one. Um but I just wanted to be a bit more ambitious and I'm going to take Braga to score two or more um, at 12 to five plus 240. Um, I said to you before we, we come on the show, 
I, I still haven't really got the feel for this Champions League stuff yet. I'm still feeling my way into it. I, yeah. I, it's it's harder making picks. I'm not. None of these are massive. I don't go in with the same confidence I have when I'm making the the Premier League picks. Maybe in a couple of weeks I will do. Um, which is why I sort of looked for some sort of bigger prices and some things. Um, and this was one where I just thought um, I could see Braga getting a couple of goals. Yeah, the pick for me, Braga to score two or more against Union Berlin, 12 to 5, plus 240. Um, right. What's your next game, Baz? Have we managed to pick any different games? Because we've got a list of 16 yeah. games here and we both picked the same one there. Yeah, well, I'm going to jump into Man United v Galatasaray. No, okay, I didn't do that one. Good. Um, really quick one. Um, I mean, nothing surprises me anymore with Man United. Home record um, was what kept them going last season. Uh, you know, the fortress of Old Trafford, they weren't losing games. Really, really solid at home. That's gone. Um, Brighton and Palace both going into Old Trafford in recent weeks and coming away with three points. I took Man United at the weekend, and as I say, Palace winning it didn't come as a massive shock. Uh, you know, it wasn't a big surprise. And because of the turmoil Man United are in, I think Galatasaray are worth a go at six to one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't, don't want to go into it too much because it's anyone who's a Man United fan just say, "Oh, you're just picking Man United for the uh, for the sake of it." And possibly, no, I, think I don't think Man United fans just want to pick Man United at the minute, would they? I mean, certainly not at four to nine. Would you want to back them at four to nine? I don't think anyone would back them. I would no, back no. them with your money. Um, so it's purely. There's just no reason why Galatasaray can't go there and do what Palace did at the weekend. Um, and it doesn't take much for a team to come away with a win these days because Man United don't look like scoring loads of goals. As you said in the league, 7-7. Seven and seven. I know they scored three against Bayern Munich. But it was the game was never... It never felt in danger for Bayern. Bayern just kept them at arm's length yeah. all game. Um, so I, I don't take too much from those three goals. It's very much a value play, just based on the current mess at Man United. Um, further injury turmoil for them. Martinez is now going to be out for um, two or three months. He's had an operation on his foot, um, oh, so he can't do any more butchery for a while. Um, yeah, purely a value play. Galatasaray worth a punt at 6-1. to one. I'll take Galatasaray to beat Man United 6-1. to one. Well, Morrison's will have to shift someone over from the fish counter tomorrow if... Uh... Well, Sandro's not going to be in work for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, the only thing that puts you off is that notorious uh, thing about Turkish teams never travelling very well. It's, yeah. it's just been a thing. It has been forever. Uh, but, yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, if I, if I check the score and saw Man United had lost 2-1, um, I'll take partial credit for them being shy because I captained Rashford in my fantasy team. Uh, for just this purpose at the weekend. So I've stuck with him. I said to Bob, I'm going to have to take him and Fernandez out. But then I remembered why I put them in, which was for just this reason, Barry. I told you, didn't I? I, 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 I should have done it 40 years ago. Sorry. Well, what did I tell you about my fantasy? My motto this year is no Man United players. And I've stuck yeah, with okay. it. Seven weeks yeah. in, I haven't got a single Man United player. I haven't had them yet. Um, the problem is I haven't, replace them with anyone who's scoring points so um, I've done okay yeah, dodging good. them too um, but I haven't really found the right replacements for them um, but yeah I mean you didn't lose anything by Captain and Rashford because everybody else Captain's Holland yeah. and he banked as well so it's no no major issue like uh, no if I have to take them down with me uh, I am happy to provide that service for everybody um, we'll carry on on Tuesday with FC Copenhagen against Bayern Munich 
Uh, Copenhagen, 12 to 1, 6 to 1, the draw Munich, or 1 to 5, minus 500. Um, so I got paid out on Copenhagen last time after their 2 2 draw in Galatasaray. I uh, gave Copenhagen to win at 4 to 1, um, and they were 2 0 up. So I did get paid on, by 3 6 5. But then Galatasaray scored twice in the last few minutes. So it wasn't an official sure winner. But I thought they played all right. And it is a tricky environment to go into. It's all that welcome to hell bollocks, but it's noisy and a little bit rad. Um, and they look quite composed. They've got some good footballers. They're full of goals in the Danish league, but that's fair enough. Um, Munich obviously beat Manchester United 4-3. They are flying along domestically. They've scored 20 in six. But they've only got two clean sheets in that, Baz. And they conceded three to Manchester United. I think Copenhagen can score. Um, Munich might win this 5-1. Uh, but that'll do. Both teams to score again, Baz, is 19-20, minus 105. And Matt Stafford might have just saved our guillotine league, Baz, with an overtime touchdown throw. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at that. I was trying to see if um, Pittman Jr. had done anything else for us in that, but he hasn't done anything. It's just a single catch. But we're doing all right. We should survive. Yeah. Um, next one up for me, Malcolm, is Antwerp versus Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, nice. I think that is a Wednesday game. And I think it's a 8 o'clock kickoff UK time, is it? No, Antwerp v Shakhtar, 17.45, so 5.45 UK time. Um, Antwerp are 4-5, minus 125. 11-4, the draw, plus 2.75. And 7-2, plus 3.50 for Shakhtar Donetsk. Antwerp lost 5-0 to Barca in the first round of games, while Shakhtar lost 3-1 to Porto. Nothing particularly unexpected. Two difficult games for these two sides, um, who we would expect will probably be battling it out for a third place to get into the Europa League. The problem for Antwerp is they haven't scored a goal since three nil nils in a row for Antwerp in the league since that 5-0 defeat to Barcelona. So four games now without a goal. Um We've said before, I think we mentioned the Belgian league isn't a particularly high standard either. Um, but that said, you know, Shakhtar Donetsk are, are also playing in a, in a poorer league. Ukrainian sides have one win, one draw, one loss in the last three league games and scored just a single goal in each game. So again, they're not scoring freely at the moment. I just think it looks like one that could be a really scrappy game um, and one that I really like the unders on. I expected it to be sort of less than evens, but it's sitting here at plus money. Under 2.5 goals in the Antwerp Shakhtar Donetsk game at 23 to 20, plus 115. Um, that Antwerp form of three nil nils in a row just stands out. So yeah, I'll take the yeah. under 2.5 in this one. Okay, so a low scoring game. No uh, Robert Lee hat-trick of headers in Antwerp this week. Um, I found an underdog, Baz, um, and it is on... Wednesday evening, one of the eight o'clock kickoffs, um, and the underdog is going to be Red Bull Leipzig against Manchester City. Uh, Leipzig are fifteen to four plus three seventy-five. The draw is sixteen to five plus three twenty, and Man City is seven to ten minus one forty-two. And um, Leipzig are a good side. Um, they've won four of their six so far in Germany. Um, they've scored sixteen goals doing it. They beat Young Boys um, 3-1 in their opening Champions League game. Last year in the Champions League, they've got a home 3-2 win against Real Madrid as well. So they've got a bit of form for turning over these big teams. Um, 
And just Man, Man City have lost two in a row, Baz. Um, obviously, Leipzig got a 2-2 yesterday against Bayern Munich as well. Yeah, good good point. Um, so Man City didn't have the full team out of Newcastle last week. Um, but they did yesterday. And they've just, they just haven't clicked. They've got a few little niggles. Um, they're, they're missing some key players. I think Rodri will be available. But um, the lad from Wolves, Nunes, he's yeah. come in with a big price tag. And it's going to take a little while for, for Man City to be able to do it. They're missing some defenders. Uh, fucking Jack Grealish went back on my... Not on my tip list, but after last year when I slagged him off for a while and then I decided he was quite good and walked it back, he just absolutely bored the very face off me on Wednesday night. Like the 1-0 down, at some point, will you do something to try and affect this game? Like, you can't just get the ball, run 10 yards that way, turn around and give it back to the fullback 800 times and expect that's good enough. Um, the... Uh, this is what's his name who came off the bench, the little winger Dukas or something. Yeah, Doku. He came on in 15 minutes and a thousand times. At least he attempted to make shit happen. Grealish didn't attempt anything. He was like a sad robot. He was like an AI off FIFA. He did not, he attempted fuck all. He didn't want to join in. And that's it. Win a free kick or recycle the ball. Ball off, do something else. Um, so, yeah, I'm not buying him. I just think they're vulnerable, Baz. Leipzig are a good team. Leipzig are better than Wolves. I'll tell you that for nothing. Wolves turned them over. Uh, so, why can't Leipzig turn them over? Uh, 15 to 4 plus 375, Baz. Nice. Like it. Like that pick. Um, next up for me is the Newcastle versus Paris Saint Germain game. Yes, that's my next um, one, too. Is this your I'll last one? No, I've got one more. Um, okay. I'll leave all the positivity to you. I, I'm. Uh, oh, no. I'll, I'll be a bit more reserved, probably. Um, five clean sheets in a row for Newcastle. Nil-nil draw against AC Milan in in the first group of games. Positive result for Newcastle. You know, might not have been a hugely positive performance for any of the neutrals watching that. Newcastle got a bit of a bit of stick. Um, perfectly good result over in Milan for me. Yeah, uh, with Newcastle taking a very pragmatic approach, and I think. We could see a sort of similar situation in this with Newcastle looking to keep it tight, um, catch them on the break at some point. I can't see us going all sort of gung-ho, all guns blazing, um, just because it's a home game, but I could be wrong. I mean, PSG aren't in the finest form. It shouldn't be feared here, um, particularly at St. James's Park. They struggled with a nil-nil draw yesterday against Claremont. Um, was it yesterday? It might have been Friday. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was yesterday, um, they had 21 shots on goal in that one, 10 on target. Um, but they've only won three of the opening seven games in the league, currently sitting down in fifth place. So they're not making easy work of it. Uh, they, you know, they had a good 2 0 win against Dortmund in the first leg, in the first round of games. That came with only two shots on goal, they scored from both the shots on goal against Dortmund. Um, now, bottoming out for Newcastle is a concern. Um, but Lascelles and Dummett have came in against Man City now and against Burnley and, and done well. Uh, Lascelles playing both of those. Dummett had a really good game against Man City as well. Um, I, I'm just taking Newcastle to keep this tight. And, and I think this could be low scoring again. And it's a big price for under two and a half goals. 27 to 20 um, plus 135. Uh, so the pick for me, Newcastle PSG, is under 2.5 goals. Uh, and I assume you're going over two and a half, Malcolm, are you? 
<laughs> well, so bad. I think the five clean sheets is key. The Butman injury is important. I think one of the one of the key handicapping factors for a couple of reasons that Lascelles Butman down to Lascelles is a big drop off, but also Shaw left sided Shaw, which is now he's going to have to play compared to right sided Shaw is a drop off as well. Um, so we're kind of missing. We're dropping off in both of our central defensive positions. PSG did look poor in that nil-nil game against Claremont yesterday. We had Simmers had it on the phone in his pub because he backed um, PSG to do stuff. The game looked like it was being played at Newburn Leisure Centre as well, which I thought was a nice touch um, for the French league. Um, but I got them wrong against Dortmund. I actually handicapped them quite... I thought I was quite low on them before the Dortmund game. I watched it and I thought they were really quite good. Um, so... I'm not taking Newcastle to lose. I couldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not that sort of man, Barry. However, um, I'm going to give you the PSG team total over one and a half, which is even money. Um, so PSG to get a couple of goals. However, by proxy, Baz, that means Newcastle are going to repeat the scoreline of, uh, of the famous win over Barcelona from all those years ago. So PSG team total over one and a half. But Newcastle can score three. Full-time score of Newcastle three, PSG two. Is it 25 to one, Baz? you probably find some bigger prices around if you shop around. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Tino that's going to be Is Tino getting a hat-rick? It was Tino Asprilla with a hat-rick in that 3-2, famous 3-2 against Barcelona. Uh, we've now got Tino Livramento. Is he going to uh, be the new... Tino Livramento would be a much bigger price than Tino <laughs> Asprilla would. Off the bench, playing from... Three goals from open play from right back yeah. off the bench would be a right old price pass. Um, but yeah, I do think eventually it's me. It's the law of diminishing returns. I talk about this when, like a reserve goalkeeper or something, when you put them in and they always have a great game. They come off the bench and make 17 saves. And then the next week they do all right. Three weeks later, they're conceding three every week and everyone thinks they're bollocks. Um, this is a little bit like the Jamal LaSalle thing. And I like him. I'm sure he'll do very well at Celtic. But... Um, he's going to I think we eventually have to get caught out first. so I think it's, it might just happen this week but we went 3-2 so it's fine what's your last pick? Uh, well only because um, I've been a little bit negative with a couple of unders picks I hate backing unders so I had to go and find an extra bonus pick and find something a bit more lively to get the juices flowing uh, and I've gone to the Porto v Barcelona game for some goals Porto uh I haven't wrote the prices down, so it doesn't matter because I'm going goals anyway. Um, Barcelona scored five in week one. Porto game was a 3-1, so there was four goals in that one. And although Barcelona only won 1-0 at the weekend in the league, um, three games prior to that, Barcelona 14 goals in their their last three games before the weekend. So um, I looked at teams who've already managed to score a couple of times against Barcelona. Mallorca, Celta Vigo, Villarreal have already scored two or more against Barcelona this season. So why can't Porto be the fourth team to do that? Uh, so I think Porto can get in amongst this. I think Barcelona will get goals as well. So I think I'm taking this one to be a high scoring one. And over 2.5 was a better price than I expected. It's a bit shorter. It's about as short as I'd ever go. It's 7 to 10, minus 142 for over 2.5 goals. It's a bit short, but I can take it because I'm going to go up the ladder a little bit here. So over 3.5 goals at 7 to 4 plus 175, and over 4.5 goals at 9-2, plus 450. So I'm taking the Barcelona game versus Porto um, to be goals. 
over two and a half, over three and a half, over four and a half. Let's get up the ladder on this one. Oh, well, there you go, Baz. Uh, some nice picks there. We sounded like we knew what we were talking about. Uh, we'll find out over the next couple of nights. And I think, uh, bang on bang on one hour as well, Barry. Um, anything else you need to tell the people about? Looks like we ran out of time for the old uh, shipping container full of Lego story for another week. That was going to be... You need to... Um, we need to talk about the uh, magical mystery to our flights. But if you've got time, do you want to do that next time? Yeah, we'll do that next time. We'll, we'll do that. I'll tell you, we like the teaser on this show. We've yeah. got the uh, Lego story. And now we've got the magical mystery to our flight story. We're, we're leaving on a cliffhanger. It's like neighbours. Yeah. Uh, but now the only other thing is uh, anyone watching on YouTube, there's, there's been hundreds tuning on on YouTube. We'll continue putting out the uh, chapters on there now to make it easier for you. Uh, the least you could do for my efforts in putting chapters in is give us a thumbs up and make sure you're subscribed. Um, and also, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple and stuff, continue to give us five-star reviews. Uh, well done to Courtney Backus, who gave us a lovely five-star review on Apple Podcasts earlier yeah. in the week, where she gets fan of the week this week. Um, but yeah, everybody should consider doing that. We've got lots of people listening now, a lot who still haven't left us reviews. We're getting lots of good comments, lots of good feedback in the old uh, TikTok and Twitter and everything. Um, but yeah, five-star reviews um, count better. Because um, other people see that, so yeah, keep keep doing the good stuff for us, and we'll keep doing uh, doing what we do here. The only issue I had with Courtney's review was she said I looked really good in my cowboy's shirt <laughs> and cowboy, cowboy's hat. Everyone knows this network's motto, apart from "Let It Ride." The second motto is "Fuck the Cowboys." So I think all the bosses and everyone then thought I was roaming around the place in a Dallas cowboy shirt. What she actually meant was my oh, it was my cowboy hat. Was cowboy. It was my cowboy hat that I wore, and not a Dallas Cowboys hat, just like a man on a horse in 1872, roaming the plains of Arizona type hat. Um, so, yeah, she nearly got me into trouble with everyone, and I was thinking I'm a, a Dak Prescott lover or something, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, thanks everyone who joined Slick Rick. Uh, Javi Trod, uh, it was good to have Rick's you. Uh, you're very Rick's much welcome uh, back. Slick Rick's made a request for a, a separate podcast just for lifestyle. Um, because, to be fair, last season... We managed to squeeze a bit of lifestyle in every week. We were really good at it. Now, we've managed to make the picks into an hour itself every week, haven't we? Yeah. Um, we're not very good at keeping the time down. Um, so, yeah, we probably have to start publishing a, a little 20-minute segment of what's been happening in our lives. <laughs> I'm really, really not sure how much call there is for that, Baz. I'll be honest I with you. I don't think so. No, definitely not. Might just be me, you and Slick Rick, which also could be a little bit weird. Um so, the rest of the week, um, MLB playoffs start on Tuesday. So, if you want some picks for that, go and listen to the MLB Gambling Podcast. We'll be recording the, uh, the playoff previews. The wildcard games start on Tuesday. Um, so, it will be a team ride. Myself, Lonte, D-Rock, Moonaf, The Machine, uh, Scotty Too Hotty, Rideshell, etc. Um, so, yeah, lots of MLB action this week. Um, Thursday night, more than likely, for Premier League preview show at 8.30 Eastern time. And NFL Live next Sunday. So, Ming and Bob are officially now on to four tool athletes, three tools. How many tools have we got? NFL, MLB, football. Definitely a tool, like. Lifestyle, I'm one massive tool. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much, Barry. Good luck with your bets. How are you, the lads? Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>